Yeah, but it's a good thing because those birds were flight supremacists. <laughs> okay. <It's> so ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, I'm just picturing birds with really terrible haircuts. Don't want to be hanging out with those types, those ibises. Welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC and with me as always is the co-host that carries the show. Lady One, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Are you a fan of Sandra Bullock? She's cool. (laughs) That's it. That's it. She's cool. That's all I got. I I know, like she's fine. Do you feel like she hit her like personality peak at like Miss Congeniality? You think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss me? Since then, she's just been dead inside. I'm an actress, and I'm full of crap. No, I really, I think it was the whole terrible husband that she had that made her dead inside. Which wasn't that that Jesse James guy? Yeah. Oh man, do you know about that? Do you want to give us a little bit of that TMZ scoop? Oh man. Bring some TMZ to Screen Fix? The only thing I remember for sure is that he was cheating on her and he had a pretty big collection of like Nazi memorabilia. And the flight supremacy goes full circle. There it is. (laughs) Did he cheat on her with someone famous? Like... Was it like a famous person? I think she, I think she was just a hoe bag. A <laughs> a hoe bag. I think so. <laughs> and and Sandra Bullock was his third wife. Like, shouldn't she have known better? Oh, like God. at that point, she Ugh, she was slumming it. I mean, his one of his ex wives was in federal prison for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And actually, it, it turns out it looks like it was it was several women actually came out and said that he oh, was cheating lots of hoe bags? on Sandra Bullock with them. All kinds of bags with hose in them. Wow. Girl, Tiger Woods scenario. It's even more like Tiger Woods. He actually went to rehab to try to save his marriage for his for his sex addiction. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> if you want to get laid, look up Jesse James. Chances are he'll do it. I like to think our listeners have like better taste than that. Okay, so, because you haven't guessed so far, Sandra Bullock has not done much lately except for one hugely ballyhooed. Ballyhooed? Who says ballyhooed? <laughs> Are you from the 20s? <laughs> Did you Dude, time travel here? Ballyhooed. I have time traveled. <laughs> um, yes, apparently, Netflix said 45 million people saw it in the first seven days. Biggest ever. And that movie yep. is Bird Box. Trailer. We were just driving. Oh my god. And then she saw something. What is wrong with you? Please stop it! Stop it! Say no virus or a chemical attack. It is real evil. If you see it, that takes on the form of your worst fears. Every contact we have had with the outside has brought us death. One's coming for us. Is anyone there? Hello? We have a place. It's safe here. The fastest way to get here is by the river. The birds will warn you whenever those things are around. Okay, so Bird Box 
has actually a pretty great pedigree. This movie was directed by Suzanne Beer, and Suzanne Beer is basically Denmark's biggest female filmmaker. Not only that, but her film, Better World, in 2010, won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. She is a big deal, this director. She also won an Emmy Award for directing the miniseries The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie. And the writer of this movie, Eric Heiserer, he wrote the screenplay for Arrival, which is one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time. And he also wrote the screenplay for Lights Out, which I think is one of the smartest horror films to come out in the past uh, five years. It's one of those horror movies where nobody is doing something dumb. So this movie is starring Sandra Bullock from Speed. <laughs> that the one proposal, where some guy fell asleep. Ocean's Eight. The Blind Side. While you were sleeping. Yeah, the Heat. Bullock. It also stars Trevante oh, Rhodes, yeah. who was in Moonlight and The Predator. John Malkovich, of course. Great actor John Malkovich. Star of such movies as Being John Malkovich. And, and of course, many, many others. If you don't know who John Malkovich is, <laughs> you need to watch like more that. movies. So <laughs> also starring Lil Rel Howery, hilarious star, the comic relief in the movie. Get out. I'm T.S. motherfucking A. We handle shit. As well as uh, Uncle Drew. But really, you should go see Get Out. <laughs> uh, also starring Sarah Paulson of... Also yeah. Ocean's 8, uh, as well as soon-to-come-out Glass. Also starring B.D. Wong, American if you don't know story. who he is. He's the scientist in Jurassic Park. This movie has an outstanding cast. But how was this film received, and how did people uh-huh. like it? Lady One, why don't you lay on us the fresh hot stats? So this movie is 64% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Ew. It has five stars on Netflix, which is the only place you can watch it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I they list the audience score as 62%. I don't know where that's coming from cuz everybody who's seen it is on Netflix and it's got 5 stars. I gave it 3 though. <laughs> Can you rate the movies on there? Yeah, of course. Hey. I rate everything I watch on Netflix. You do? You can't Yeah, you can't do half stars, which is annoying to me. So I had to give it 3 cuz I wasn't going to round up and give it 4. What was your watching experience on Netflix? Why don't you tell us? So, I watched this during the day, because I'm scared of everything. Um, and to not end up being like that helpful because most of this movie happens during the day. So, oh, so a daytime, a daytime scary movie can make you scared in the daytime. Yes. Yeah. Not, not cool. Um, I haven't slept since I've seen this movie. That's because I only saw this movie today, but I am worried about <laughs> like having bad dreams about it. <laughs> um, we talked about during Aquaman, that was awesome. like how movies are too long now. And I did check this before I started. It's two hours long. Um, also too long for this movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but like we talked about in the Aquaman episode, like movies should have intermissions if they're going to be that long. So I made my own intermission and I paused it in the middle and I made myself a quesadilla and <laughs> then I came back to it. <laughs> so that worked out perfectly. I highly recommend a quesadilla intermission. Well, what's there to eat? Get off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Fine. Before you start any Netflix movie, make sure you run out and get the large flour tortilla. I had to use a quinoa wrap. That is disgusting. I'm gluten-free, man. That's a made-up thing. So (laughs) let's go. It's not made up. So I feel like everybody was talking about this movie before. Like, I had no desire to see this. But then when there was like the bird box 
challenge things Ugh. going on online. People, people walking around blindfolded, running into things. And then everyone I know had seen Bird Box. Everyone was talking about it. Did you see Bird Box? It's just a meme everywhere. Yes. So I was like, damn it. Now I have to watch Bird Box. I didn't want to. Now, just because it was such a meme. But I have to say that this movie is severely meme mediocre. That was a real JC joke. Like, I feel like I have heard so many of them. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> like, no, because I'm jealous. <laughs> You're so jealous, jealous of it. Dad joke. Jealous of it. So before we fix this movie, let's let's go ahead and get into what the plot of this movie was. Here we go. I'm just going to do the cut to the chase version brought to us by Movie Pooper on the moviespoiler.com. The Movie Pooper flushing out the waste. Here we go. So gross. A mysterious entity plagues the planet and causes people who see it to commit suicide. A pregnant woman named Mallory Hayes got pregnant by Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) He was more than a roommate. Okay. (laughs) He seemed like more like one at the end. Terrible suicide. Dang, she got burn heart. So Mallory <laughs> So and Mallory's some kind of like like artist. She has an artist studio thing. Alright, so anyway, Mallory Hayes, this art studio woman who never wanted kids <laughs> who never wanted kids. Art studio woman? Yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's right. Mallory Hayes, wearer of coveralls. Mallory Hayes. Uh, she feels like she cannot be a mother. She doesn't have that kind of connection. Doubting that she will ever love her own child. In any way, she's knocked up by Ryan. <laughs> Roommate Ryan. So everything goes insane. She's in a hospital getting her tummy checked out uh, because she's pregnant. And then a woman randomly starts banging her head against some glass. This woman s- smashes her way out of this, I don't know, this walkway. And then she runs outside and she gets into the car with her sister, played by Sarah Paulson. And in Sarah Paulson's five minutes in the movie, (laughs) (laughs) everything is going insane outside. Things are blowing up. People are running around. Everything's going nutty. Everything's going insane. And nobody seems to know why. Cars are crashing. uh, And then suddenly her sister, Sarah Paulson, sees something and it makes her nutty. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is what? And she drives the car into another car, the car flips, and then she's like, my sister, my sister. And then Sarah Paulson steps in front of a truck and gets hit by the truck, which made me laugh, actually, because I'm sick and gross. Um, Yeah. Did you laugh at it? Oh. I actually went... I would, I would get that checked out. <laughs> so she takes shelter in a house. A really, really nice house. Incredible house. This very large house. Um, because this man's wife runs out and tries to help her. But the woman is like, mom? And then instead walks into a car that is on fire and kills herself. So this suicidal thing is going on. Mallory goes into the house. She's let in. A bunch of other strangers are let in. So now we've got a situation where there are a bunch of strangers in a house to learn what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. The real world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish 
they had confessionals throughout this movie. They, yes, like, go in the they room. needed confessionals. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure the two young ones are fucking. <laughs> I would be okay with that, but they're fucking on the dining room table, and I really have a problem with that. I think we need to call a house meeting. Um, <laughs> So anyway, they're all in this house. They're all strangers. They're trying to figure out what's going on. The people who live in the house are John Malkovich's character and B.D. Wong's character. John Malkovich's wife is the one that went out to save Mallory. So John Malkovich's character holds a grudge against Mallory. They're all in there. They got to figure out what to do. They got to live in there and survive. Don't look outside. A little news report comes on that is like, apparently, stay inside and don't look outside. And B.D. Wong actually goes upstairs to try to figure out a way to try to kill these things he's like wait i've got cameras outside and he turns on the camera display and instead one of the creatures can look through the camera and freak him out he cracks his head on a table or whatever he cracks his head and everybody's like oh my god we we're stuck here we oh oh, oh, meanwhile they were pretty sure that was going to happen because they tied his hands to the arms of the chair but then they all were like well let's not wait right outside the door let's go take care of stuff in various faraway parts of this house yeah, nobody stayed there to be like, okay, let's help yeah, this guy. They're like, wait, what's that noise? They didn't scatter around a couple pillows. What's wrong with these dicks? I know. They knew. They tied his arms down. And instead, they're like, oh, I've got some stuff to take care of downstairs. So that happens. They realize that they cannot get out. But they also realize that they need food. So they all go on this adventure. They get into a car that has not cameras that tell you. It doesn't have backup cameras and like that. It's just got a digital display that tells you when things are close to you. Which makes it not feel like, I mean, that's kind of a, a cop out, no? Well, mine does that at the back. Like, my seat buzzes yeah, but if I get too close to something with my back bumper. But it doesn't work in the front because uh, I know for certain because I've hit stuff with the front of my car and I didn't get a warning. <laughs> <laughs> they decide to drive. Uh, they paint the windows and they drive to a supermarket where where uh, little Rail Howry works. He was also holed up in the house. They get inside. They're like, this is paradise. John Malkovich starts chugging down some whiskey and he's like, let's just stay here. Screw him. And I was kind of inclined to agree with him. I mean, he he definitely had a good point. Am I a sick person? Well, you know, he said there's only two kinds of people at the end of the world, assholes and dead people. So I guess we know which one you are. (laughs) Not the first time I've been called that. Uh, So (laughs) let's. uh, So while they're there, though, this is kind of key to the story. Uh, Somebody's going, help me. I'm locked in here. They did this to me, whatever. And it is uh, an employee of the supermarket who Lil Rel Howry says has always been a little bit off. Hello? Hello? Please, please let me in. I'm trapped. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Fish Finger, is that you? Charlie, Charlie, yeah, it's me, Charlie. Who's Fish Finger, Charlie? Oh, he, he works here at the supermarket with me. He works at the seafood department. He's been to prison and he's a bit crazy, but he's always nice to me. How did you get there, man? I, I got, I got, I got, so they, 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 they tricked me. Who's they? What are you talking about? Are, are you there alone? They tricked me and they, and they left me to ride here. Who left you to ride? What are you talking about? You guys, there's something wrong. There's something Where's wrong. Um, and they open up this door and in he comes pouring in, but he doesn't have good intentions. He wants them to all see it. See it. See it. Man, he's all crazy and like running around. And they and uh, Lil Rel Howry sacrifices himself, pushes him back outside and of course, the thing like kills him or something like that. All right. Hey, I assume he offs himself out there in the same way everybody else. Did. Something, but he, I, I almost felt like the guy killed him because blood came underneath the. Uh, it came pretty quick. Thing. Yeah, it came very, very fast. But anyway, but we have we have problems with these guys anyway. So anyway, uh, so they realize that now that they're like kind of crazy people things that want you to see the the beings. But 
apparently they take the car back and then two people there was these two there was these two youngsters that were having a like i hate you i hate you now we're having sex now we've stolen the car and we're out of the movie that's their whole point in being in the movie okay so they they stole the car and stole some food and they're out on their own well so now we've got just our normal people in the house and it, everything is going fine uh there is another pregnant woman in the house though named olympia and they give birth at the same time they start giving birth at the same time on the same day that a stranger named gary knocks on the door and olympia lets him in he says he's been fleeing survivors who have seen the creatures who are from the insane asylum. So apparently this is a reveal that like crazy people don't get affected to it to the point where they want to commit suicide. They become kind of like foot troopers who can like infiltrate houses. Because for some reason these things don't go inside doors. <laughs> yeah, why is that? The weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life is the creatures cannot go in the door, apparently. These creatures that are like seemingly made of wind cannot go in the door. So anyway... Um, <laughs> So this guy Gary is in there. The two women go into labor, and uh, Gary is one of these crazy people. He, he pulls out some really weird drawings out of some book. He puts the birds in a, a freezer, and then he ends up killing uh, three of the people in the house, including John Malkovich. And there's this old lady that's left, and he also kills Olympia, the mother of one of the children. Look at this. Look at this. So they spend the next five years th together uh, raising the kids. Uh, Mallory does not name them because she does not want to connect to them. So she names them girl and boy. They receive a radio transmission one day from a survivor named Rick. Apocalypse survivors, they're always named Rick, man. Just like in Walking Dead, Rick. We'll survive. I'll show you how. In the apocalypse, get yourself near a Rick. <laughs> they, this guy Rick tells him that he's got this compound, has food and supplies, and they're survivors, and they need to reach it by going through, uh, by going down a river, where they will need to have their eyes open because there are rapids that are rough. Um, then a group of these uh, survivors, these people from the crazy people who are not affected by the creatures but apparently serve them they show up to uh the house and tom says you guys go ahead i'm gonna stay here so we know that tom's gonna die now tom yep <laughs> shoots a bunch of them he of course sees the thing but not before he sees one of the creatures but not before he's got the last guy in his sights played by david dosmalchian randomly baba yaga the witch they tell stories to children to frighten them. You know Bobby Yaga? I was like, where did you just come from? Like, why are, why are you in this for two minutes? What's going on? You know, so it was pretty weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he kills David Osmalchian. Then he kills himself. And now Sandra Bullock, she needs to get to these rapids. By the way, this uh, movie, this description is actually in order. Instead of, like, in order of the way the Instead of in order... Of how the movie is cut the movie actually intersperses all of this narrative that's going on with her heading down the river and you only ever yeah. see her with the two kids right right they head down the river 
she needs to make this decision. Uh, so someone's got to be able to see. That's what this guy Rick says. Someone's got to be able to look during the rapids because they keep people die there. Remember I told you about the rapids? Well, they're close. It is very dangerous. And there's only one way for me to navigate through them. Somebody has to look. I'll look. No, I will decide, okay? I will decide. Just give me a, just give me a second. I'll do it. decides no one's going to look and they head down the rapids because she can't make a decision she loves them both the boat flips over they're in the river she saves the two kids and they uh get kind of separated a bit but she ends up finding the two kids they make it to the compound and the compound is a place for blind people it's a school for the blind i can't remember the first name. right it's this school for the blind, and she enters the the compound. She gives the kids names and lets her birds go free, and she's happy. She looks up into the sky for some reason, and it's uh, it's over Bird Box. So before we just start fixing a movie, a lot of people work on a movie. Again, we said this movie has a great pedigree. What is one thing you liked about this movie, Lady Wan? I was pleasantly surprised by the cast. Is I um I didn't look it up at all to see who was going to be in it. Um, you know, I've only seen the picture of Sandra Bullock with her weird blindfold on, and I knew there were little kids in it. But every time somebody popped up on the screen, I was like, "What? That's Don Malkovich? What? It's P.D. Wong!" I just kind of kept like yelling excitedly at at who was in the movie. So. The actors just yeah. kept showing. Like, just like I said, like, David Dusmalchian, what what are you doing yeah. here? I was like, like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, I was saying hello to them. <laughs> when Lil Real yeah. Howry showed up, his introduction was so subtle that I was like. Yeah. Did you go, where did he come from? I, w- I was like, I was like, where right? did you That's get what I here? Said. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're a bigger actor than this subtle yeah, like, just, intro. Oh, by the way, this guy is, is here to give you some exposition. He was little exposition at that point. And then he's like, I'm researching. I'm writing a book. Like, oh, okay, great. That, that's very convenient that you happen to be researching the mythology of this creature. Do you remember that part? No. Because he talks about, like, the name for this type of thing that causes people to see, like, something traumatic and kill themselves. And he's like, there's a Japanese word for it. There's a this word for it. There's Like, he basically explains that this isn't something that somebody made up to pitch this screenplay. <laughs> like, that's essentially it. He's, like, explaining the author's research process. It was a little oh. cheesy. I was like, oh, thanks. That's the writer subtly going, I didn't just make it up. It's a Japanese This thing. is for real, guys. I liked the way that it was directed in the beginning when all of the chaos was Ooh, going yeah. on. I, I very much was invested in the movie right mm-hmm. at that point when cars were crashing, things were blowing up. I felt that sense of chaos. It was super intense. So we said something nice. We got that out of the way. Everybody gets a trophy. Now let's win this game. Here we go. <laughs> Oh my god i don't even know what you're saying anymore. um <laughs> anyway what do you say lady one what do you say we fix this movie yeah all right lady one why don't you lay on us your first fix so my first fix is to change the way this movie is presented so change the way the story is presented. And 
tell it in the order that it happens instead of opening with Mallory and girl and boy. She literally even calls them girl and boy in the first scene. So as soon as we finish that scene and we show her pregnant talking about how she's not sure she's ever going to love her child, I'm like, oh, okay, well, one of those kids is for sure hers, maybe both of them. And then another pregnant woman shows up and I'm like, oh, I guess that's where the other kid comes from. The way the movie's told removes all the suspense of who's going to survive this, you know, the real world suicide house. And like the entire movie, you know, it's just going to be her and the two kids at the end. So you're not waiting to see what's going to happen. You're just waiting to see how someone is going to die. It, it ruined the suspense for me, and I would have preferred if they just told the story in the way it progressed instead of showing me constant cutbacks to five years later where she's on the river journey with the kids. Also, at one point, they cut to five years later, but it's before the river journey with the kids. So it's immediately before. And I'm like, no, you don't get to jump from the origin of this chaos to the day before the river journey starts. It, I felt like it just ruined the suspense of the entire movie to tell it that way. Yeah. In these like apocalyptic movies where everything is so bleak, you need something to hope for. Yeah. And when you show that everyone's dead except for Sandra Bullock and the, and the, and the two kids, you know, instead of like hanging on to these characters and learning about them and having some kind of hope that they live, you're just waiting you're just waiting to see them them die and you can often in this movie you can just predict when it's when it's going to happen too you're like yep so-and-so's going to die here yep yeah and it's much harder to get invested in a story and invested in in characters that way it's not an ideal way to watch a story especially olympia so she tells mallory the names that she would name her daughter But yet I know, because you've cut it with weird flash forwards and backs, that this girl is just called girl. So I know that she's not even going to get to name her baby. And as as soon as she starts going into labor, I'm like, oh, well, she's about to die because I know she doesn't name her baby. Thank you for spoiling this for me, movie. Like, what? Why? It pulls the rug out of the entire movie from a a suspense standpoint. Yeah. Like, how do you start your movie with with a spoiler? No spoilers, Netflix. No spoilers. What's your first fix, JC? I know this movie mostly is about, you know, it's it's kind of a motherhood thing. And I guess the arc here is she's somebody who didn't think she'd ever connect to a child. And at the end, she's connected to not only her child, but a, someone else's mm-hmm. child. So she's kind of come full, full circle. Right. And it's all framed in this end of the world type of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's still a uh, monster here. There's still a creature here. And I want to see that creature. You do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so basically, and this is how I would do it. I want Sandra Bullock's character to die at the end of this oh, movie. That's harsh. The only time we get to see this creature really is through that character Randy's drawings that he's got on the uh, dining room table. And they look freaky. They look really scary. Right. I know that the creators of the movie had said that they had filmed a part where they actually had filmed the creature and it was a creature with a baby's head. It wasn't like just a baby's head. It was like a baby's head that was like melted. <laughs> like It didn't so, look like a normal baby's head. Right. So kind of kicking you in the nuts with the theme of the movie. Yes. <laughs> made the creature have a melty baby head and that's what Sandra Bullock saw. 
But in the crazy guy's drawings, I just saw really freaky, scary stuff. So I don't know why they had to go that extra step and put a baby's head on the monster. I just thought they were more like tricksters, you know, like we're going to trick you with these voices uh-huh. and then you're going to see, then, then you're going to look in our eyes and you're going to go commit suicide. Right. So like it didn't have to like literally have the head of something that would freak you out to commit suicide. Like if I'm somebody who my whole life had a fear of like gluten, That's I wouldn't so want weird. a creature with, with a loaf of bread on its head and then I'm going to go, you know, uh, jump in front of a train. I feel really triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they needed to do that. So, you know, I'm glad that they didn't show that. But I also think that I would have liked to see this creature a little bit. So at the end, I wanted her to have to reveal her eyes to save the two kids. I even wanted her to make a choice. I wanted her to already have saved her own child. Mm -hmm. And she had to make a choice. She could have either ran off with her own. Yeah. But she also goes to save the girl. And in doing so, takes her blindfold off and sacrifices herself. Mm I wanted her to look, and when she looks, she's got the two kids, and she's fighting against this creature. She's up almost to the blind school. She knows her kids are going to be safe, even though she's seen it. She's fighting against it. She knows she's going to have to commit suicide. Maybe she hugs the two kids and tells them their names. Mm -hmm. She sends the kids off to the door, and instead of being afraid or freaked out, she sees the monster, and we see this crazy, scary beast but she's not afraid. She's happy knowing she saved her kids. I like that. Because she doesn't look happy this whole movie. <laughs> the bird says... Lady One, do you have another fix? What do you got for us? Lay it on us. I do. I have, I have a really messed up fix. What? Yeah, it's... I feel I'm going to feel bad about saying it, but first I'm going to. You don't like messed up. You don't like messed up scary things. I don't, but I'm going to explain how I got here. I'm going to explain how I got this horrible idea. So while I'm watching this movie, I I have the same issue with this movie that um, I had when I was watching A Quiet Place. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people kind of compared the two movies. It has similar issues, which is. If you're watching this movie for an hour and a half, two hours, you start to put yourself in the world and you start trying to figure out, like, here's what I would do. Why don't they try this? Like, yeah. maybe maybe this would be a good idea. And while I was watching it, it's like, these are just, like, loosely knitted fabrics that they're using as, like, the barrier to death. Like, it's, it's like a loose weave just kind of, like, tied in a light knot. They're not even double knotting that shit on the back of their heads. I didn't think they they were using the uh, the best plan to not see anything. I mean, when they're taking the car out to go to the grocery store, they literally paint over the windows. Like that is a permanent solution to w- how to get out of the house with the cars. Like there's no going back from how you painted over the windows of this vehicle. So I didn't understand why they weren't trying like I don't know like blacked out glasses or putting stuff on contact lenses and putting those in so that you couldn't see. And then that led me to eventually think like, man, you could just like blind yourself and you would be fine. And I was like, oh, that's a really dark thought to have. But that was where I ended up with this is this is five years into this whole end game, as they call it in the movie of what's happening on Earth. And she has raised two little babies. So round about the time they're walking and they could start stumbling out of whatever house they're squatting in, she's so disconnected to these children that she doesn't even name them. She yells at them all the time. She doesn't want them to hear stories. She doesn't want them to ever think about living a normal life. 
So it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me that she would blind these children, that she could put like drops in their eyes that are going to affect like their sensitivity to light and they'll like eventually like I don't know, give them like cataracts or something and they would go blind. Oh my god. I know, it's dark, but this movie is You're dark. You're sick, lady one. You're sick. I am definitely not the sickest person on this podcast, what's so that's going, fine. What's, what's going on with you right <laughs> now? What's going on in your life that you are this sick? Hey, this is a good idea. So, piggybacking on to how I didn't want to be intercut throughout the movie with the river journey. So if we're watching this movie in chronological order, she's raising these kids, she's putting the stuff in their eyes to eventually blind them. Now our finale scene is she's on this journey through the woods, down the river, with these two little kids with their like grayed out eyes and they can't see anything. But when she does eventually get to the school for the blind at the end, they're there with all these other kids who have visual afflictions as well, and they will live a full normal life. And she's not a complete monster that she did this to her kids because it saved their lives up to that point. And now they're with people who can help them and can teach them how to live completely normal lives as far as this is possible in this world where this weird wind thing is still out there. So you want blinded children? I am afraid for anyone you will babysit. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your children away from Lady One. I mean, she's a little twisted. Podcast listeners may not know, but I got a pretty hefty prescription myself, so odds are pretty good I'm going to end up with some like very visually impaired children myself. Yeah, what if you just have bad vision? Like, what if you're just like nearsighted? Yeah, you just like can't see at all. <laughs> don't get close to it. You're just like you're just like dancing around, juking. You're like, if you don't get close to my face, I can't see you. Yeah, I got a lazy eye. I'll never see him coming. <laughs> All right, JC, do you have a last fix for Bird Box? Yeah, I got a last fix for Bird Box. Let me tell you. Here we go. So they spend a lot of time in one house. Mm -hmm. So this is what I thought. Like if they're not going to make it like a mystery inside of a house, like for instance, I thought of like if one of the characters was one of those seeing psychos and mm -hmm. nobody knew it and they were going around secretly making people look and kill themselves and they're like okay somebody in this house is going around and essentially murdering people mm -hmm. or like making them murder themselves but like sabotaging their efforts yeah like there's somebody we can't trust in this house like mm -hmm. then i could be like "Ooh, this is that kind of movie and we're stuck in this one house that's kind of scary but being stuck in one house didn't make too much sense to me i also wanted to see more of like the world we just see some newspapers on the windows we see yeah. them drive to the supermarket one time i wanted to see more of this world i mean these people have to know that eventually with all these people in the house i don't see like an inside the house garden going on like they're gonna need food these people right. are gonna need food eventually the food in the supermarket is gonna run out eventually they're gonna mm -hmm. need to leave eventually and these kids Apparently, these kids are like five years old by the time the river stuff happens. Yeah, they say it's been five years. That is a long time. In five years, they would have to have five years worth of food, mm -hmm. five years worth of all kinds of stuff. I would have liked it much better if some of these people had lived and it was the story of them like surviving for five years. Not only that, but uh, if they really want to live, how about 
they would need to be making advances too, like maybe using like seeing eye dogs, uh, using birds even more, and, and also just meeting new people with new ways of uh, dealing with these creatures. Because in five years, just like in um, A Quiet Place, I believe one of my fixes for a, a Quiet Place was I'm sitting here watching that movie and I'm figuring out all these ways that I can drive these things away from me. Right where they'll never be at my house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this needs that same thing. Okay, we know we can't look at them. What can we do? Let's find some solutions. And we also need to keep on finding food. So, And it seems like as long as they don't look, everything's fine. As long as they don't look and they don't mm -hmm. succumb to their whispers from like Aunt Edna and <laughs> whoever else person that they know that has already died or whatever, they can live. So, oh, well, they have to avoid the crazies as well. But I want to see them trying to find new and better situations maybe even in the very beginning they show up to the supermarket and that's where they run into another group okay and they actually have a fight go down oh shit and that same group arrives back at their house and they end up fighting with that group but maybe they end up taking three of them hostage and they decide to use those three guys to figure out ways they can see these creatures mm. and not have the creatures see them back okay so uh, perhaps one time they just put night vision goggles on one or another time they put infrared goggles on one. Like they need mm -hmm. to figure out how they can see these things and right. learn how to survive, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they use these people as like, as like guinea pigs. They find a way to see because these things, if they're just like air and we can't really see them, things like water and glasses are transparent, right, to visible mm -hmm. light, right? But it's all about light. So most of the human body blocks visible light but is transparent to x-rays. There's ways to get light through things. Uh, okay. So as they're traveling and finding better situations to live, maybe they stumble upon somebody who's experimenting with different wavelengths of light because mm -hmm. they're going to need a different wavelength of light to find a way to see these things that can't be seen. These creatures seem to have mass and weight because they can stir up wind and leaves move around. So there's something there. And the guy's drawing yeah. them. Yeah. And the, this dude is able to draw them. So at the very end of the movie, they finally figure out the one way that they can see it. And maybe the last character at the end goes, we can see it. Now let's figure out how to kill it. Bird Box 2, Flight Supremacy. Oh. No. <laughs> the bird says... So I guess without further ado, we should consider Bird Box. Screen Um, Do you have any final thought on this one, Lady One? I have a lot of final thoughts, to be honest. There was a lot of things in this movie that basically because I could watch it in the comfort of my own home with my phone out to take notes and not bother anybody, I wrote down a ton of stuff. So, oh my gosh, what is his name? Handsome Tom. What's his name? Meshach Taylor. No. I think your like, neurons just way misfired. Trevante Rhodes. Trevante Rhodes appears to get like more buff as time goes on. Like yeah. when he's living with Sandra Bullock and the two kids in like various houses as they're like moving up like through like Northern California. Like he's ripped. Like aren't they supposed to be spending all of their time like surviving? But like when is he like, I got to stop 
to like i gotta do some curls like i i don't have time to scavenge for food i can't help he, you like <laughs> how's he getting ripped on like cans of red beans and i know corn? they they have like a garden out there but like dude is getting some protein in there i don't know where he's getting that that's why there's no pets running around <laughs> there were more birds he ate them yeah like he was ripped it was ridiculous yeah um my final thought was about those like uh animals like we never really see if and how this sickness or whatever or these creatures how it affects animals there's a large void of animals it's like nobody right. has animals we never see animals other there than there are only birds. the birds yeah there's birds there's no dogs cats there's no nothing going no, on no no one has pets and they show all of these like bodies all around the house that they're staying in for like days and days and they're starting to decay but like there's no vultures there's no coyotes no. coming there's out never of like pets anywhere the hills this, of california like there's no animals this is some kind of weird what, world devoid of pets or maybe they should have shown a scene of like a, a dog uh, swallowing its own tennis ball and like choking i have, <laughs> I have no idea just like kill, killing itself <laughs> Except for there were birds in the grocery store. How disgusting was that? That that's where there were birds in a cage, just like putting their <laughs> yes. bird shit, just like out and about in the grocery. Yes, Ugh, it was so gross. How many how many grocery stores have you have you been to that have a bird section? So I will tell you, I have been to one gas station. Re- I mean, repeatedly that had a bird in it. It was outside of where I worked in college, and I would go there to like buy Red Bull on like my breaks. But there was just like this big like cockatiel in there in a cage and i just found it to be the grossest thing I, and i still went there because i still and need red be bull, like but red bull will change your heart rhythm <laughs> it was college man you do a lot of stuff that's bad for you vodka's on all six <laughs> all right so uh without uh why don't you send us home lady one so you can reach us here at the show by sending an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at screenfixpod. And you can follow us on Facebook, too. The page is screenfixpodcast. And we want to shout out Dusty over on the Screenfix Podcast Facebook page. Oh, comment like Dusty Lee Miller. He always has some great stuff to say about uh, our posts. Or Greg Guter, who uh, hated us. <laughs> So, like, if you don't like us, you you can also tell us. Um, yeah, that's fine. Or be like uh, Matthew LeBlanc, who had a correction. Be part of the show. We might mention you on here. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to the show, of course, on Spotify, Libsyn, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And um, please rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show and tell a friend. We also have a Patreon account. If you want to donate to the show, uh, you can. We have different tiers, and we have dreams of keeping this going for a long time, and also of opening a one-screen movie theater to be the home of podcasting and marathons and film festivals and all that fantastic stuff. All right, so why don't we leave everyone with, I'll be a bird in a box. You can be the bird in the box next to me. If Ready? you're a bird, Lady I'm Juan? a bird. Okay, right. if you're a bird, uh, I'm a bird. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Um, <laughs> so... We're gonna both be birds in a box, and one of those one of those freaky insane people is coming. Ready and go. You, you my God, what kind of bird are you? You're okay. You're more. You're more. You're more pterodactyl. Well, those are related to birds. 
All right. Tune in next week when we will be fixing glass. Send us your glass fixes. Bye, everybody. Bye. asked me okay if you could get any tattoo what would you get and i'm like i was like well i'd probably get massage instructions (laughs) like medium pressure (laughs) you'd essentially want a tattoo to like save your favorite order feet are sensitive oh my god concentrate on the lower back (laughs)